Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Movies and a Meal, the podcast where we talk about movies and more while we enjoy a meal. This is Keith, and as always I'm joined by Ben. Sup what? <laughs> and Brad. What's up? <laughs> this week we're talking about Transformers Rise of the Beasts, the new blockbuster starring Anthony Ramos, Dominique Fishback, and a whole lot of fun stars in Transformers voice work. And so, jumping right in, Brad, what is this movie all about? As always, summary courtesy of IMDb. During the 1990s, a new faction of Transformers, the Maximals, Join the Autobots as allies in the battle for Earth. This movie is a direct sequel to the 2018 movie Bumblebee. It's directed by Stephen Cable, who most of us know from Creed 2. Keith mentioned the like human actors. Uh, on the voice side, we get, among other people, uh, Peter Dinklage, Michelle Yeoh, Ron Perlman, and just a bunch of other people. Of course, Peter Cullen, who's been Optimus Prime since the G1 cartoons, uh, since 1984. So he's like mm-hmm. the OG. He's basically, I mean, he's as much Optimus Prime as like Hugh Jackman is Wolverine uh, or one of well, those. He's just like always. I should have known that, but you know, what he has is his commanding voice reminds me of Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah, and Pete Davidson, who is basically the main voice guy. And Danny Rojas. I can't remember the guy's name, but what's the actor's name? Cristo Fernandez, I Uh, believe. Or, let me, yeah, Cristo Fernandez. And and they're all fun. Liza Koshy, who was like a YouTube Vine TikTok person, is also in there as RC. But this is a direct sequel to the 2018 film Bumblebee. And it's still in the Transformers Bay universe, which started way back in 2007. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to lead it off because I think I'm the most... I had the most connection to Transformers. <laughs> so I grew up watching the Transformers and playing with the toys, uh, you know, when I was a kid and everything like that. And then the Bayformers, the first one is fine. Um, and then subsequently terrible for the rest of the time there. Um, I thought Bumblebee was kind of a return to form because the Transformers looked like they are. You could see what they were as they transformed uh, instead of this gray blob of just whatever. Um, and for the most part, it's been good um, with Plus, the characterization and stuff. So. Plus, no, uh, no robot Haskells either. So. No robot. There was um, there was a robot urine joke in this one still, but it's fine. But and, it's fit, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the humans, going into the review, the humans um, are, you can tell, like, they actually made an effort with this one and Bumblebee to make the humans, like, competent and, like, compelling, as opposed to where they were in the Bayformer stuff with Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, where Sam Ricky is basically an idiot and he's running around <laughs> all the movies just be like no 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 and, and just like they're unlikable and terrible mm-hmm. um short version of this movie i enjoyed this movie i didn't enjoy this movie as much as bumblebee but i think hopefully it's still um tracking in the right direction and i'm interested to see how they kind of do it um you know they brought forth together the bayformer stuff and they introduced this is i'm not spoiling it because it's in the trailers the uh beast wars like optimus primal and some of the beast Wars stuff which was kind of like the next offshoot from the transformers so i, I again I, I think we're heading in the right direction and it's going to have some spin-offs and maybe a crossover that we can mention later on brad what do you think you're the most skeptical we had a, we... yeah it's, this is like a game time decision for me it's it's good i i'm I'm scarred with the what'd you call them? Uh, what'd you call it, Ben? The the Bay Bay Formers. Formers well, how many of those did you see, Brad? I, I saw I, I all didn't three. See you saw the I, first three, but no one no one's seen the Mark Wahlberg ones. Which yeah, are, which no. are, I've I heard ten. So you did five total. Yes. Bay? Okay. And the last two with Marky Mark. No, yes. I, I well, yeah. There's been five total, but I've only nope. seen three. Well, five before Bombay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've okay. only I've only seen the first three. I think I've only seen the first one. Yeah. It it got worse. As far as these movies, at least, like I said, I'm glad they're they're bringing the human counterparts in to make them a little more, uh, as Ben said, competent. I think the story 
is better in the and in, in this movies than there. I, I have a I'll say something about it. I think the story might have been a little predictable, but no, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's a Transformers yeah. movie. It's a it's movie based on toys. Uh, mm-hmm. The human actors are good, the voice cast is good, it's just it's good. I really enjoyed it as much as I thought I would, I'll put it that way. Because I really liked Bumblebee and I knew I'd heard this one was gonna be almost as good. It's not it's not as good. Bumblebee is in my lane. This was more of a coming of age story, and I loved Haley Seinfeld. But as you guys said, you know, Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback are both really, really good in this. And I would call it big dumb fun, except it's not that dumb. It's just big fun, and I have not seen an RPX movie or a 3D movie. We have we saw it in 3D. I have not seen one of those in like eight to ten years. And this was the right movie to do it. See it on the big screen as possible and just have a lot of fun. The first five minutes are, I feel like, incredibly clunky because it's just like, <laughs> it's almost like a video game where you mm-hmm. have to, they set up MacGuffin and uh, the dialogue doesn't do it any favors. Like, this key holds the future yeah. of all the universe <laughs> and if we don't do this then... But but at least that was short. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say that, you know, we're not spoilers, you know, Peter Dinklage plays Scour- Scourge, who mm-hmm. is kind of the, the main bad guy, I would say. I would say in MCU terms, he's kind of the herald of uh, Galactus kind of thing. He's like a silver surfer. Mm-hmm. He's a herald to the to the big bad guy. I won't have to mention it, but if you know Transformers, you know. And he was very believable, I think. He definitely establishes bona fides in the first few minutes. Mm-hmm. He takes out one of the leaders of the of the Maximals, you know, the Autobot version, basically, of, the, of that crew. And he's pretty scary throughout. He's pretty formidable, for sure. Um, he, he goes one-on-one with Optimus a couple times, mm-hmm. and... Optimus Prime is, you know, the kind of the ultimate Transformers badass, and uh, Optimus struggles a lot. So yeah, but you know, Ron Perlman will have a deep commanding voice. As Optimus Prime will, but you're right, Dinklage is right up there with them. I didn't know it was him, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look to. I didn't, in fact, I had to go to my phone during the credits to catch some some work, so I didn't see the voice at all until Ben told me. He's as commanding as anything. He's really good at scourge. His voice is, it, it, I think his voice is like pitched differently. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like Peter Dinklage. Yeah. I thought that Anthony Ramos and Dominic Fishback gave it a little bit of heart. Some of their like characterizations in their stories are a little, they feel a little sewed on. Yeah. But again, it's a, it's coming from a more earnest place than I think the trans, mm-hmm. than the original Bayformers, Transformers were uh, for sure. And um, without the kind of crass, juvenile jokes of those, those Michael Bay movies for sure. It's a little bit more... I like Dominic Fishback as Elena. I think the adapting the situations she had was was pretty good. So mm-hmm. I, I um, it's playing the fish the fish out of water as a character. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a lot of situations. I mean, she said it throughout the movies, and I don't I don't know if it was in the trailers or not. But she's like, I, I don't want to leave New York or whatever. Yeah. So um, so that was that was pretty good. So mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, Pete Davidson I think is the main Transformer, even more than uh, Peter Cullen's Optimus Prime in this and. Um, I thought that the bonding between him and Anthony Ramos's character, um, you know, it, it tracked. It, it was mm-hmm. pretty. It was pretty good with that. And you know, I'm kind of hot and cold on Pete Davidson, but I thought he held his <laughs> own. And in some ways, I think like maybe his relationship kind of was what maybe if Bumblebee could talk, then maybe that mm-hmm. what him and Bumblebee and Samuel Wiki would have been in the in the first trilogy. So yeah, exactly. You know, and, and this is some of Pete Davidson's best work because he's really allowed to just be himself, and and clearly. He and uh, say it's Cristo Fernandez yes. were having the most fun. And you have to give into this and have fun because the lines, although they're not as borderline racist as I've heard some of Bay's movies were, it's corny throughout. Yes. But yes. It's often well, very funny. And the 90s hip hop soundtrack, Ben told me that y'all were talking, doesn't track real well with the timeline. 
But I, I, I don't know. Well, there's they made a couple, it's just a couple one of song. Mistakes. It's just yeah. one song that is a, anachronistic to when the movie is set in 1994. Yeah. But overall, the I love the 90s hip hop. That's my lane, and they just had it throughout, and it just makes it all go down even easier. You know, I want to shout out. She doesn't have a big part, but I thought Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to parallel Pete Davidson and Andy Ramos's characters together, I, I thought maybe Michelle Yeoh and um, Dominic Fishback mm-hmm. had a nice. Had a nice chemistry. Um, I, you know, I just wish I could have had more Michelle Yeoh. I won't mm-hmm. um, explore what happened, but uh, um, you know. But I thought the action sequences were pretty solid. Though I do want to ask you guys the one change at the end, but I think that's a spoiler. <laughs> I just, just real quick, Dean Scott uh, Vasquez. He's the, uh, the the actor who played Chris Diaz, the younger brother. He's my secret MVP in this movie. I think uh, just like every time he's on screen, he brings the his, not only his ability to show pain, especially because. I don't think it's spoilers to say that he had sickle he's sick, cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's sick. He's, he's yeah. a sick brother, and that's so, why that's but motivation. Just the speech he had, the rah rah speech, I called it, was a good speech <laughs> too. Um, I won't go into it. Don't re- no get the reason why, but the rah rah speech he had was good. I really didn't hate Creed too, but you know, it's not a great movie. But this is still a step forward for uh, Steve Cable Jr. because there was a lot to take on here. A lot of voices. You know, Transformers is a big property. And he really made it a tight, pretty tight, fun story. Except for Ben's right, the exposition is a little clunky, but at least he knocked that out fast. And the action sequences are uniformly great. You know, Ben mentioned it's fun to see these Transformers become Transformers and go back to cars and whatever. That's that's a thrill. And it was not the action wasn't muddy either. You can make it all out, even though the final sequence probably went on a little too long. It was you could make it all out, and it was all really enjoyable. Yeah, not only that, but the CGI is, is leaps and bounds mm-hmm. better. Than the we'll, they'll say the Bayverse movies because it was clunky. There was too much like muddleness in them, like a combination of, of uh, just like robot parts that just didn't seem to add together. But like like you said, Keith, it was you could see clearly the difference between them, the difference from switching from from robot to car or whatever or, or whatever vehicle. It was it was all done well, and it was done a lot better than the Bayverse movies. If we don't have anything else, um, I think we should do ratings, Rotten Tomatoes, all that stuff. Then we can talk about spoilers. So there's not much really. Though I, I do have a question I wanted to ask you guys mm-hmm. um, once we get to spoilers. So um, let's do the ratings. Um, I wrote the ratings down, what my guesses were, but I'm going to... Actually, we'll go Keith. Well, Keith, why don't you give yours first? Because okay. I was the one that I wasn't sure. Well, going to this, this I had high hopes because I like Bonby a lot, like I said. And this is not this point. It's just really fun, and I say see it on a big screen, and I'll give it three stars. Okay, so I was wrong. I thought you. I was. Uh, I was thinking you might give it a two and a half. I was leaning, but you know, I I, I decided to be generous. I gave it a three. Well, I gave it a three too. We're okay. in agreement. Okay. So. Oh well, it's funny because um, what do we? We I asked Brad to pull the, the ratings for Bumblebee, and what do we give Bumblebee? We each gave Bumblebee each gave Bumblebee a three and a half. Okay, and so, I said it's about right. And, and I, I think, I think oh, we yeah. can uniformly say I think Bumblebee is a slightly a better movie, and I think the ratings prove that correct. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm not gonna. I mean, I don't know about the Rotten Tomatoes for this movie. I just know that Bumblebee, even though I think technically it is the least box office earning movie of the franchise, hmm. is the only one, I don't know about this one, is the only one in there, that, at least of the first six movies, that was certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, good. All the other, the Bayformer movies, not well rated, <laughs> even though they made a lot of well, money. Demands, critics, and audience. Uh, ben, why don't you go first, since it's your jam. I'm going to say that I did see some of the reviews, so... If I get this right, it's not because it's just off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go 55% for the critics' audience. I'm going to go 87 Well, my whole goal here, Brad, is to go for the, your, your prize of the biggest gap of the entire year. 
So I'm going to go 48 for the critics and 95 for the fans. Well, Ben's closer on the critics, 53%, 153 reviews. You're both in the ballpark for audience, 90% for the audience, uh, 1,000 So it is going to be a big gap. So there's going to be a gap. This is a 40, 43%. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. Math's wrong here. Uh, 37%. See, I was going yeah. for 47, but I didn't yeah. quite get there. Yeah, so, uh, so there's, there's, uh, there's a gap there. And uh, critics consensus, uh, courtesy of Rotten Tomatoes. Thanks to some genuine human drama between the set pieces and palpable affection for the title characters, Transformers Rise of the Beast is one of the franchise's most enjoyable outings. Wow, that's actually surprisingly positive. This is one of those, like, maybe if I had kids, like, this is one of those, like, father-son, parent-daughter, you know, just like, (laughs) I grew up loving Transformers, and now, like, my 10-year-old, you know, they can love Transformers, like, watch, this is why we can bond. And there's nothing wrong with this for kids, but it's perfect, you know. Yeah. Keith, did you said you looked up the, the numbers already? I do or? know the numbers for, um, I think I do, for Transformers, but I won't reveal it. I'll let you do it. Okay, because okay. I was going to say, Ben, you're, you're, you think this is going, was going to debut second, correct? Second, because I, I think that Spider-Man... See, that I don't know. I know the Transformers total, but I don't know who won. Oh, okay. I think so. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I mean, it's, I we all know this. We I, think, this I think that's still going to win. I almost okay. wanted to see it again this week. So. I did. Yeah. I saw it again, and it was just good. All right. Surprisingly, Transformers Rise of the Beast number one this week. Wow. I knew that. Sixty and a half million dollars. <clears throat> Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, $55.4 million. So not so. much of a difference. Okay. Not much of a difference. Uh, almost a uh, $5 million difference. That doesn't so. seem like, that's a good total for Transformers. That doesn't seem like a great one, though. I don't think that's probably lower than the Bayformer stuff, but we're in a different time, too. Yeah. yeah. So, first week for Rise of the Beast, uh, $6.5 Uh Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, $55.4 million. Two-week total of $226 million. It's doing pretty good. Number three is The Little Mermaid, uh, $22.8 million this week. Uh, three-week total of $228 million. Excellent. Number four, Holding Tough, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, $7 million this week. Six-week total of $335 million. And number five, The Boogeyman, $6.9 million this week, a two-week total of $24.7 million. So, you know, blockbusters are back, and they're doing great. That's yep. right. And that's good news. I think we're ready then for spoilers. So, so Turn away! Roll away now! Yeah. Um, so, you know, the big, the big thing, I won't give away too many details, but, I mean, it's like every blockbuster movie you've seen, is that, you know, the Transformers and the... Predacons, or I think, right, they're called, and the Maximals, they're all Which kind ones of, are the Predacons? They're the bad ones. Okay. okay. Unicron's crew. Yeah, yeah so they're, they're, they're fighting over MacGuffin, like a universal key, which will draw in Unicron, which is a move, which is a bad guy that was mentioned in the last Mark Wahlberg movie, and he is the main bad guy in the animated movie who was played by Orson Welles. He's a plant eater. He's basically the equivalent of Galactus. Yep. Size and Marvel, and I don't so. think we mentioned it was Coleman Domingo. Yeah, no, Brad did. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, you but, mentioned he was a voice. Yeah. Um. Then the MacGuffin's name is the Trans Warp Key. Yeah. Yes. So, and, it, so. and it, none of that really matters. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of there, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But, but no. But long story short is that you know the the humans and the and the Transformers team up. They find a you know especially Optimus. He's very skeptical of humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically. He was really, he's, he's a big hater because Bumblebee's like, yeah. hey man, humans aren't that bad. He's like, the one, you had the friendship with the one, but yeah, like, exactly. can't, the rest of them can't be trusted. <laughs> so they all come together. Unicron is vanquished. The Maximals and, and the Autobots are like, okay, we're, we're good. And then 
At the very end, it's hinted that there'll be a crossover, hopefully, mm-hmm. with G.I. Joe, because uh, our, our guy Noah recruited to be in the mm-hmm. G.I. Joe team. I saw there was going to be a crossover. I didn't think it would be introduced necessarily in this movie, so that was a surprise to me. Yeah, you know, I'm for it. I mean, it, yeah. it makes sense. It's it's all Hasbro. I mean, Brad knows this because he watched the first three movies. I mean, Josh Jamal and Tyrese's character, they're basically G.I. Joes. Yeah. I mean, they're they are <laughs> army guys. I mean, it's bas- they're basically G.I. Joes without being G.I. Joes. So. By the way, speaking about G.I. Joe, Ben, do you want to shout out uh, Joe on Joe? Shout so, out the Joe on Joe podcast. because yeah. Our bud. Our bud. Yeah. Shout out to Joe Malone. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so. I don't know. I mean, oh, uh, I, wanna, I wanted to ask you guys... What were your feelings when, you know, Mirage, who's a Porsche, and his bonds with Noah, they're boys, and then at the end, Mirage basically gets killed, but he's like, Noah, I'll let you be Iron Man. And that's, um, yeah. in, the, in the movie, in the cartoon movie, they're exosuits, and that, that allows the humans to transform and do some things, but what did you guys think? Because he basically becomes Iron Man. See, he's I, an Iron I, Man I, suit. Yeah, I, he even I, do the Iron Man pose. Where he's yeah. like, See, I, I've not seen the cartoon, but I've seen like clips, yeah. so I, I, about the exosuit, I kind of knew that. I, it was just, it's just like everything else from the third act. I mean, I know they were slagging on it, but I mean, so it's a little predictable, but it's... It's a big battle. You knew something yeah. was going to happen. Well, but my, my, my thing is, and I think, like in Bumblebee, you care for Bumblebee. Oh, like, there's, what, there's, there's, there's a lot. There's enough interactions where yeah. you care enough for the character. Where if the character goes down, you you feel sad. Like Bumblebee. Yeah. I mean, in the movie, I mean, like he gets Bumblebee he, in this movie dies, quote unquote. But I, like, yeah, I think what I'm getting to your point <laughs> yeah. is like you don't ever feel like oh he's going to come back. Yeah, no, it's just like you're like either you're like yeah he's going to come back or like. Why are they not more upset? Yeah. That's that's because it's like it's like like no offense to Pete Davidson, he does a great job, with Mirage, but it's like Mirage, Mirage is like cracking jokes afterwards. I was like, he's well, your, it's, he's, it's a defense mechanism. I know. guess I don't know. I didn't like I, it was that was a little wonky, but yeah, I just and Mirage like becoming an exosuit. I was like, I'm assuming that's what it is. I'm well, he came back, so yeah. yeah but I mean, it's just like none of them actually died, did they? No, <laughs> no. no. Uh, Michelle Yeoh's character. Died. Well, that's Michelle, right. yeah, yeah, Air Razor. But, yeah, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I was like, there's, I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's it's just you don't. No. There's not a much, a not not unlike, unlike Bumblebee, where you get a lot of emotional connection. You don't get as much in this movie. It's it's more of a cartoon thing. You're right. Like I never felt like Bumblebee was going to be dead forever. And at the end too, like op, like they have to close the portal or whatever. And Optimus is like, I will stay behind and sacrifice myself. Like, <laughs> like no one's like, no, I, no one was like, Optimus is going to be dead in this movie. Yeah. So um, maybe this is just me, but oh no, here it comes. I could have used a little more, I guess, motivation for Elena, and I and I like Dominic Fishback's character. Yeah, she she likes the science. She likes the science. Know. She's yeah. an archaeologist. She I wants guess. to prove her boss who, who, yeah. her, who is. I thought she had know. enough motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's just I, there's a lot more there for Ramos, like motivation wise and why he's doing. Well, well, no, well, you know, his, might, his character might well, be better. Written. Well, Brad, yeah. in defense of in defense of Elena. The Transformers basically say, if we do not do this thing, the world's going to end. So how much more motivation do you need? Yeah, but they also, but they also, like, they go back and, like, they, and I think this is where, I think Elena could have used, like, a support character, sort of like how. Well, she uh, talks about her dad, but she doesn't have anybody to fight for. Yeah, yeah, like Chris, like Chris is the support character. Chris is, like, the motivation for Noah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yes, they're saving the world, but they have somebody to save it for, and for Elena, it's basically like science. It's like uh, archaeology. It's like if, if she if she even threw like a joke, like Indiana Jones is like my type of why I why why I'm doing this or something. Just a joke thing. Within her. It's just there's there's not 
She just wants so, to prove herself. I mean, yeah, yeah she mentions her dad, but I, I, think I it's a problem with that. I think yeah. it's implied that her dad is dead. I like, don't think her dad. Yeah, alive. I was just like even just like a simple phone call or something. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's, you're thinking too. Yeah, you're, it's, yeah, it's, you're thinking too much. It's a Transformers yeah, movie. Yeah. Well, well, it's a yeah, Transformers it's, movie. I think we should wrap this episode up. And I also think that keeps cats like. He's, he's had enough. He's uh, he's Keith's cat, our executive producer. I think he's telling <laughs> he us to wrap time up. To go. <laughs> um, so Keith, uh, can you get the plugs? Sure, you can reach us at movies the meal at og og at gmail Movies the meal on Twitter. And give us a listen on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, all right. So for this episode of Movies the Meal, I'm Ben. Thank you, Brad. Peace. See you.